Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. That Weekend Feeling today, catching up with an Eastern Cape man who finds himself in Ukraine. We cross to Kherson, where our very own warrior of wildlife, Lionel DeLunger, is busy on another animal rescue mission. Lionel, Kherson, you're right on the front line. Thanks for joining us. Give us a sense of what things are like there. Hey, Darren, how's it? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, things are not good. You know, it's very hot temperature-wise and um, 37 degrees, but hot as in we under constant shelling every day, outgoing and incoming, because the Russians are just across the river a few hundred, a few hundred meters away. And it's a constant battle every day when we're not listening to shelling. Um, we've got air raid warnings going off. Up the, the city will sound off sirens we all have apps on our phones um warning that there could be a missile or drone attack so literally carries on 24 hours around the clock you know you think by the time you get into bed at about nine ten at night after working from five in the morning um you think okay time to relax and then you get a air raid warning on your on your phone about possible missile and and drone attacks incoming you know so it makes for an interesting day, but very tiring. <laughs> now, Karasan, of course, was affected by the uh, dam on the Dnipro River, which was blown up by the Russians just a few months ago and caused extensive flooding. That's impacted on animals in general in the area, but it's led to a lot of strays, which you've been dealing with as well. Yeah, it wasn't um, a couple of months ago. It was actually on the 6th of June. Um, they blew the dam in the morning. It was my birthday. That's why I remember the day. Um, so, so many villages, people, I mean, homes, thousands and thousands of homes were destroyed and flooded. Um, hundreds, and if not thousands of people died, drowned, and along with them, their pets, you know. Um, unfortunately, in Ukraine, a lot of dogs and are tied up to their kennels, as we see in South Africa. So it's not the Ukrainian people that are bad, it's just, you know, a mindset. They have these animals, and and a lot of them couldn't get away. Um, so thousands also died. But the ones that did escape, um, we've been able to get in, um, pick up a few, um, then provide the the medical attention that they need. Many of them are seriously stressed and traumatized. Um, I had one dog that actually, um, beautiful girl. Um, we were doing some work on her and unfortunately she didn't make it past the way and we think it was just just the stress um, and, and she possibly had a heart attack. So, yeah, it's not good, eh? Now, initially, the aim of this particular trip of yours to Ukraine was in pursuit of a black leopard and a jaguar, as I understand it. You haven't made contact with them yet, but along the way, you're getting involved with initiatives to help the strays and, and the other traumatized animals in the Ukraine uh, at the moment. You've been involved in sterilization programs. Um, have you taken food in? How are you getting aid and what sort of aid are you delivering while you look for the leopard and the jaguar? Okay, so the, the leopard and the jaguar, we, we know where they, exactly where they are. But unfortunately, the, the town, and we can't mention that name for security reasons, is occupied by the Russians. So we cannot get in. I mean, I wouldn't last two seconds, you know. Um, so as soon as they're, they're liberating more and more towns and villages as we speak, the Ukrainian army, so as soon as they push them back, I'll be on the heels of the army get in, see if they're still there and see if they're still alive. That's the biggest issue at the moment. We don't know. We have the permits. You may remember the trip we did. 
and all the paperwork we had to get them to the borders. So we got all the permits ready. We got the crates ready. Um, and then if they're still okay, I'll pick them up in the east and I'll run west and then south into Romania with them um, where I do have a home for them. But while we're waiting for that to happen, um, we can't give you a date because, you know, the, the counteroffensive and the pushing back of the Russians is ex getting extremely difficult. They've dug in. Um, they've mined so many places. I can send you a couple of videos where I was in a... We have roadblocks in stop and goes in South Africa where we stop because they're fixing the multitude of potholes. We have stop and goes here because they're demining the roads that we're driving on. Um, I'll send you that video, Maybe a couple of bad words on it, but I'll send it to you. But in the interim, while I'm doing that, I can't sit back and do nothing. So I'm taking in aid to people and animals, carrying in water. So because the dam was blown, a lot of people are now affected with, with no water. So we've run water to villages um, up the east side, sorry, up the west side of the Dnipro River, because everything on the, on the east side is Russian-occupied. It's very dangerous because... There's line of sight across the river and the, the Russians can have a shot at you. We were shot at the other day. Um, so, yeah, it gets interesting. So we're taking food for animals and people, um, water, and then, you know, we've done sterilizations. There was a dog that was brought to us. The owner claimed that it had stood on a small anti-personnel mine and blown the bottom of its leg off. Yeah. Um, whether that was true or not, because there were no other marks on it, but there is a very weird type of anti-personnel. I think they call it a butterfly or a petal or something that they just throw on the ground. They're very small and insignificant. They might not kill you, but they'll definitely take off a hand or a foot or something like that. So it could possibly have been hit by that. Um, so we've done that. And then, you know, various other animals have had to be x-rayed and and. So we've covered the whole spectrum of looking after animals. I rushed a little five-month-old Labrador um, cross. You can see on my Facebook page a picture of me with her. We couldn't operate. Her pelvis had been broken in about three or four places. So I rushed her to the neighboring city where there's a clinic, and they've operated on her massive operation under anesthetic for hours. So we're hoping she's going to recover really well. So we're doing all those things, you know, but it's just... It's very, very sad to see um, the effect that this has had, not only on animals, but the people as well. And there's no money down here, you know. Most of the businesses in Kyrgyzstan have closed, so people are not earning money. I think around 80% of the town was able to, to flee, get out before they were occupied by the Russians. The ones that stayed had no income, so there was no income for for themselves to feed themselves. I mean, I met a girl the other day. She couldn't get out. And she said in the time of the occupation, she lost 17 kilos because there was just no food to eat, you know. Um, so if it's affecting people, it's affecting the animals as well. And um, so we, the area is now, there's a lot of food coming in, but there'll never, ever be enough. And that's what we continue doing. So we work, I work with other organizations as well. We all connect to each other. And I say, look, I've got a big van. I can do this. I can pick that up. I can drop that off. And this one says we can do that. And so we all, we're all communicating and trying to work together. And you know what? It's the smaller organizations like, like ourselves. I mean, we're only made up of my key, myself, Keegan and Lauren, but I'm the only one over here. 
and it's all the other smaller organizations that work together. You won't get the help from the big guys, and we won't mention their names, but they are in South Africa and around the world, which is quite sad. Now, your efforts, it's going to cost money. How do you cover that? I know you're not sponsored by anyone, so you're reliant on donations. We're solely reliant on donations, Darren, and it's getting more and more difficult to get these donations. Um, you know, I've, I've got... We got seven odd thousand followers on our Facebook page, which is not a lot, but if each one of those guys just gave up a coffee a day, um, we could fund not only the work that we're doing here, but also the work back at Sambonga. Everybody forgets about, they all want to be involved in the rescue of the animal and making sure that the animal is safe. But they all also, also forget about the aftercare of the animal, you know, and that's happening in Ukraine as well. So we've rescued all these dogs and cats and, and move them to various places. But they still have to be cared for until we find them a home. Um, I was very fortunate to meet a dog on the side of the road the other day, a couple of weeks back. We've named him Sasha. I was driving towards the front line and I just saw this little head pop up um, next to the main road in the grass. And I thought, well, if it's there on the way home, I'm going to stop. And it was. And we, we formed a friendship and I fed him. He was super thin. I think he was also dumped. Um, and it took me two days. I found him a home with a South African family and living in Germany. I'm now taking him off the street. He's being prepped. All these meds are done, and he's gonna and he's gonna go to Poland. Him and I are gonna go to Poland in about three weeks, and then meet the family there. And at least that's one dog that's gonna have love for the rest of its life. You, you mentioned going off to, to Poland with Sasha, but, but I mean, in terms of this visit, uh, can you stay there for an unlimited length of time? Where do you go to next if you're unable to get to the, the leopard and the jaguar now? Do you return at a later date? What's the, the general plan of attack for you from here, Lionel? Okay, so I can stay in Ukraine for the rest of my life. I'm a permanent resident. Um, my only issue with Ukraine is, um, and you, you've experienced it, we've had to fly into a third third-party country to get in because we can't fly into Ukraine. So our um, issue as a South African is I need visas for these countries to enter and exit Ukraine. But um, there's just so much work to do yet, Darren. We want to – the number of dogs and cats that are now homeless and increasing monthly or daily because these towns and cities don't have – they're not controlling the, the population of the animals anymore. So there's no major sterilization going on done by the cities, which they all do. Um, so the population of the homeless animals are increasing. We need to build a shelter. Um, that would be my next really, really big plan is to get a piece of land that we can rent or get from the government and set up a shelter for cats and dogs and or any other big cats. You know, Everybody knows me as a big wild animal rescuer. But I can't turn away, look the other way when I see a dog or a cat in distress or any animal for that matter. Sure. Lionel, I'm just returning to Simbonga, your sanctuary on the banks of the Gamtooth River in the Eastern Cape. Pleased to report to our listeners, they may have heard, possibly they haven't, that we're collaborating with you and the office of the executive mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay, Mr. Gary Fanikirk, to uh, take some deserving youngsters from the Helenvale area, from an underprivileged and disadvantaged area, to go and meet some of those big cats that you have rescued from 
the Ukraine. So thank you very much for your assistance and collaboration on that particular mission as well. Hopefully we're cultivating the next generation of uh, animal rescuers like yourself. Thanks for all the work you're doing. We hope to catch up again soon and safe passage in Ukraine. Lionel DeLanger from the Warriors of Wildlife, great to have you on that weekend feeling. Thanks, Aaron, and we'll chat soon. That was That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann.